0: Welcome to the JRD Hogcast, your Razorback podcast for fans by fans. Here's your host, Dylan Lee, joined, as always,
1: with his co-host, Jordan Russell,
0: and their producer,
1: Luke Griggs.
0: Let me just tell you, if you look around, players, look at our former players in our circle. It's something, it's something special to wear that logo on the side of the only
1: Razorback in the country. There's only one Razorback. There's only one. And you have to work to wear it. Nobody's giving it to you. You're not entitled to it. Once you're a player here, you're always a player here. These guys behind you, and their families are where they are today because of the sweat on this football field. Am I right, man? Yes, because of the sweat on this football field and the sacrifice and the crying and the, and the laughing in that locker room and the bleeding and the ups and the downs. A lot of lessons learned on this football field, more than just football, man.
2: It's here. Brick wall, meet Jordan. Jordan. Run right through it. Hey, I mean, Brick wall. Thanks to Chad Morris. We are ready. Ready, for go. Some- But we also had an interview today. Well, not today, but before this episode. The other day. Yeah. Uh, That will also get you excited and ready for some hog football. We uh, sat down with Jordan Wright of Wright's Barbecue in Johnson, Arkansas. I want to give him a shout-out and appreciate his time on a Sunday like most of these interviews have been. Again, thanks, Jordan, for having us, and uh, thanks for uh, letting us chat with you. It was a really good conversation too. He
1: uh, he could. He's passionate about football just like us. Yep. So that was a lot of fun talking to him and pretty knowledgeable about it too. Oh, by the way, he makes some pretty badass barbecue. Oh yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh, I've tried to make my way through the menu as well as I can. The hummus great. The loaded mac and cheese is awesome. Ribs are phenomenal. Brisket. Uh, the other day he posted. brisket pictures i'm like oh here comes this meat sweat from uh friends oh but here have a listen welcome we are sitting with jordan wright with wright's barbecue in johnson arkansas how you doing jordan
1: doing good how are you guys pretty good thanks for coming on
2: so, uh, just real quick, talk about uh, how Wright's Barbecue came about. I know I followed the uh, food truck for quite a while. I remember it at uh, JB Hunt. I remember it here in the Johnson location. Just how did that all evolve?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I went down to Austin uh, about five years ago and had some barbecue I'd never eaten before, and so I was like, man, I gotta I gotta get better at this at home, and so I just kept cooking more brisket and trying to get as close to had Salt Lake was the first time I had it. And then a place in Fort Worth called Heim Barbecue. Whenever Arkansas played TCU, we went down and got that catered for our tailgate. And it was, again, just unbelievable food. And we we're like, man, we've got – I've got to figure out how to get this up here. And then on our way down to uh, – <clears throat> excuse me, on our way down to LSU for the 2015 game, we stopped in Houston and met a friend and went to a place called Killen's Barbecue. And, uh, you know, again – More unbelievable meat, more kind of confirmation that, hey, more than one place is making this food this good. We can definitely figure it out. And then about three months later, I ordered a food truck and got approved for the farmer's market down in Fayetteville and just kept cooking brisket and kept getting better every day. So we keep getting better. That's fun.
2: Uh, I follow uh, pretty much on all the Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all of that. And uh, you, you definitely have... Seem to keep the process going and learning. I saw uh, a while back you took a trip down to learn sausage, like making yeah. the sausage. Yeah, I went and down
0: to AM, and, which, you know, this is a kind of a Razorback podcast. I mean, it's really a shame that we're stuck going to Dallas every year instead of getting to go to College Station every other year. Right. Because College Station is a sweet town. Like, it is, like, we went down there. I mean, we went to the meat science department. Um, they've got a very famous uh, ag-, ag science department and it's, they're just really, really good with meat. So yeah, I went down there, did some sausage training, but they're like, there's like Dixon street area right next to Kyle field is unbelievable. I mean like legitimately, like you're like, man, I wish we could come here every other <laughs> year. Cause it would be insane. I mean, they said, you know, 25,000 people are there, you know, 30,000 people were there Friday and all day Saturday. So it's legit. I mean, it's pretty so sweet. We
2: miss out by going We're to We're missing Arlen. out. I
0: mean, we went we went in 2012, the John Smith year. And, you know, that was the yeah. last time we played at Kyle Field. And uh, they did a little break. And, you know, we've been in Dallas ever since. But when we went down there, that time it was rainy the whole time, so we didn't get to go explore. But Kyle Field's pretty sweet. Well, <laughs> oh, kind of
1: piggybacking off of that, um, when you started all this, did you have any vision whatsoever that you'd be – Interacting with the university and the football team and everything as much as you have.
0: Yeah, you know, early on, it was kind of funny when we were just starting in 2016. Uh, the Bielema era was beginning to crumble a little bit. And so, it, you know, it was, it was always just like, man, I wish I wish Brett would come eat some rights like <laughs> he needs it. and uh, <laughs> And then I actually saw him in the athletic club. And he was like, oh, I'm trying to lose weight, you know. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right, me too, Brett, you know. It's like, <laughs> same thing. And uh, and so, uh, but yeah, they just didn't reach out, and they had their cares, you know. It was kind of an interesting deal with the, you know, but you have to be a supporter, and you got to support the Hogs, you know, financially. I mean, it, it it's just, it's a good, it's fun to, to be able to build good relationships with good men. I mean, whether they're Razorback coaches or executives at, Walmart and Tyson or, you know, managers at Walmart and Tyson and administrators at all these places, uh, just from the top to the bottom, getting to interact with these different companies that are amazing people, you know, getting to cater, you know, pretty special events and make people's events memorable and not just be, you know, another, another food option. But like, man, we're, the we're getting rights option. tonight, you yeah. know, and, and making an event because it is an event when you get us to cater because it's special food we do here. So,
1: yeah. right is uh, Morris tearing it up every time he's eating it. It looked like on the Razorbacks' Instagram post, they were all barbecue all over the face, nose, eyebrows.
0: Yeah, I, w- I, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't get to be there. I had a, a conflicting event that night. But, yeah, I mean, all the kids love the food. I mean, I'm pretty sure those football players love any food. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> I think they feed them very – I know they feed them very well. And, you know, I mean, the coaches just in general – are not. I mean, they're salt to the earth people. I and mean, Coach Morris is a great guy. Uh, Coach Chavis is a great guy. Coach Fry, Coach Craddock, uh, shoot, Coach Step, um, uh, man, Coach Smith, Coach Coop. I mean, like, they all just like, they'll walk. I mean, they act like they've never met us, you know, that you're not a stranger to mm-hmm. them, even though you're just a food guy. You know, they've they've treated us with a lot of respect. And, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I mean, but kind of once you get in there and you're like, oh, you're, the first time I remember the first time we catered the football team, it was just, you know, nerves were, nerves were pretty high. You right. know, you just had never gone into the football facility. We're catering. It's a, you know, it's a big pressure type atmosphere a little bit. I mean, it is, it's like your childhood dream, you know, right. to like be able to you know, see Razorback players and coaches. And but it's funny. You know, it makes it a little more real when you're, when you're dealing with these and like talking with these players and, and coaches They all are busting their tails every day. And it it takes away a little bit of the kind of blind fandom of, you know. Just the Razorbacks. I was just like, oh, I'm a Razorback fan. I love the Razorbacks. And it's like, you know what? No, I love these people. I love my school. I'm just going to support my school no matter what. And, you know, that's, I I wish we would all act like that a little bit more. And that's not just a perspective of a, you know, fan base that's kind of been Tattered for the last eight years. I mean, it's been eight years since we've had a really, really exciting preseason and a successful year. But you know, it's a, just a—you got to support these kids because they're awesome kids that are busting their tails for our university, and right. the coaches are great guys. And I think they're going to do really well this year. I mean, not to spur off rides, well, but I think I think optimism is high for me. Well,
1: we—that's actually a question we had for you. I mean, what's your What's your outlook on this season? What are you thinking? Yeah, I think
0: you know. I think we're going to compete harder than we did last year. No doubt about it. I mean, I think that they're. You look at our talent across the board. I used to be a huge recruiting nerd, so uh, I kind of laid off the popular recruiting sites the last three years just because I don't have much been time. Busy, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little busy. But you know, the guys that run those sites are awesome guys. Trey Biddy and and whoever's running the other the old the old site. Um, I don't even know what they're called anymore. You got two four seven and. Rivals. Rivals. Rivals, or whatever. Yeah, uh, Andrew Hutch. Yeah, so I don't know, I don't know, I don't know Andrew, but I know Trey pretty well. But you know, that's hopefully optimism's up. People are buying more mem- memberships or whatever, and you know, I think that we've got better players. So this is second year of Coach Morris's players being in the system. It's pretty tough to find a weak offensive player when you throw all the names at wide receiver, tight in. Yep. Yeah, wide receiver, tight end, running back, quarterbacks. So you're like, man, I feel really, really good about all those positions and then same with the defense I think coach Javis is gonna have it running pretty good and you know, we got some players back we got some bodies back there too so it's it's gonna be fun, be the fun.
2: what's the record oh boy.
0: um we're gonna win more than we lose I think <laughs> there you go <laughs> so there were
2: there's some uh guys you kind of keeping an eye out you know you mentioned all the squads and any particular names you're uh, um, excited to watch
0: I mean yeah I mean they're all no I mean it's tough to like say one thing, but I think the group of wide receivers, Mike Woods, Trey Knox or yeah, yeah Trey Knox, Shamar Nash, um, Traylon Burks, those kids. You know, I'm trying to think. Uh,
1: Deion Stewart coming Deion back.
0: Stewart, yeah, I saw the highlight with him catching a ball. Yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the quarterbacks do and shoot, man. I think it'll be fun to watch uh, Hudson Henry and China Grady go after it and yeah. I mean that it was even fun watching the Alabama game last year when it was like yeah we didn't have much of a shot but like we still were moving the football and it was like a glimmer of hope you know and I think
2: it, there was some spots it's gonna there keep, it's going
0: to keep rolling and I think it's going to be a good move this year and there's going to be some games that surprise you so it'll be fun
2: so how do we get rights inside the stadium Uh it's probably we, not going to happen We got to smuggle it in Yeah I
0: mean you know outside I mean they I mean yeah, we could we could make the push, but you know, we got to focus on what we do well and what we do well is is cooking food here and, right. and making caterings happen and you know, taking on a behemoth like trying to get enough food cooked to take to the stadium, it's just be pretty tough for us to accomplish with with the scale we're currently at. I was actually thinking that was going to be a
1: Help me get it in there. Answer to be honest with you, but <laughs> no. now that you say it, it makes sense. No, like, that's, I can. That's we, a big scale. I man.
0: think we could we could find our way in there. I mean, it's just it's just about just about wanting it. And I mean, we we had an opportunity to go into Bomb as a food truck, and we thought we were gonna do that. Um, and it just we're closed Sunday, Monday, and you've got to be open on Sunday to be open in Bomb. So we were like, you know, it's just if we were to do that. We're talking about stretching us right. to six days a week for a four month season. and We like being closed two days.
2: Right. Yeah. I like being off <laughs> two days too. I understand that. that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, one of the events I saw that you catered the NCAA uh, golf championship yeah. without the blessing. So that had to have been quite a event to be a part of. Yeah, it
0: was. And then again, we kind of broke our rule on Sunday because we were, they did ask us to be open for the two straight weeks. It was 14 days out there we were open. And, and that was a lot of fun. I mean, we, Got to meet all those college golfers. Um and even the Julian Perico from Arkansas is a great kid. Watched we watched him, me and my boys. Um Coach McMagan does a great job with their team. And uh it was just it was just fun being there. I mean, all the Oklahoma State guys that are now, you know, playing on the PGA Tour and even that Colin Morikawa guy from Cal, he was there. We got a golf ball sign from that kid. And so I mean it's just that was a pretty cool event. They did a good job. At the blessings, their staff did a bang up job making things happen for all the fans and it's a beautiful course. Uh,
1: have you been able to collect much memorabilia doing this? Have you got some um, stuff hidden in a closet or anything?
0: No, we got we got a bunch of we got a bunch of awards hidden. I mean, I'm just kidding. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do. We don't put those up very much. Like when we get them in, and we just I don't know. I've always said, you know, I mean, I've been to a lot of barbecue restaurants. No offense to. know people that have trophies and things like it's just there everyone's like hey are you going to start competing and champion you know and go barbecue competitions and the real answer is you know maybe at some point when my kids are older and want to go camp because that's really what it is is camping for a weekend and cooking barbecue and and you got to really it's hard work to go and do those competitions and stuff but i mean to me our our biggest pride is taking care of people you know every day and had an award on the wall, it wouldn't make us take care of the customers any better. Right. Just make them think, man, why do they win that yet? Yeah, my food stinks, you know. <laughs> right. So, but our reward every day is getting to see smiles on people's faces and getting to see customers happy and right. making memorable barbecue experiences happen.
1: But so we won't see you on Barbecue Pitmasters anytime soon. I mean, if they called, I would, I'd say yes.
0: <laughs> but it it won't be on. It won't be on like the you know Memphis in May. I'm out there grinding. 105 degree heat with a whole hog, you know, trying to woo the judges. Yeah, with plate presentation and all that. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're good at that stuff. It's just yeah, not not in our wheelhouse. We got we got to keep serving the people that are here and not right. not worry about other things.
2: Well, hit them with that last one.
1: It's the one we're asking everybody. Everybody, yeah. we have on. What's your favorite Razorback memory? Mm. Football, basketball, university in general.
2: Hmm. Fields are a- well. Turnin'.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd say say a couple. I know you could have go favorite. But it actually, you know, somebody just sent me a text this morning. I would say this is hard because I was at the Miracle on Markham. Man, that's If you're there, you got to say it, right? Well, right? I was there, but it wasn't that meaningful. I mean, long-term. I mean, Bro. it was like yeah, we won, but we were also like 7 and 6 or 6 and 6. <laughs> yeah. You're like I remember the LSU. The thing I remember most about Miracle on Markham is walking out of that and everyone was cheering and all the LSU fans looking at us like, you guys are going to the toilet bowl. Who cares? (laughs) I mean, that's all I remember really from that game. That's a good point. Um, point. You know, man, going to Omaha last year was pretty special Um, two years ago. I mean, last year was fun too. It was a phenomenal season. But getting to the championship series, beating Oregon State game one and getting there, that was special. That was just cool. We're just not there often. I was the Final Four in '94, so that that probably was, you know, an all-time. I mean, that's an all-timer, right. probably for everyone. Probably the answers going a lot longer than you thought it oh, would. Oh, that's fine. But um, tell us know, everywhere
1: you've been. <laughs> yeah.
0: So LSU uh, beating LSU 2015 was pretty sweet, yep. but again, it was not like right. a moment. The thing is, I I feel like I like, I don't know. Especially with sports, it's like you just want special moments, and the probably the highlight of my fandom was 2000 in mean, 2010 drive one against Alabama. I mean, what more do you want than the chills you had whenever Ronnie Wingo will route was yeah. called and that place erupted yeah. and was just a madhouse. I mean that whole weekend people were texting you like, Oh, Snoop Dogg's coming.
2: <laughs> I heard,
0: I heard Michael Jordan's going to be here with LeBron James. I mean, do you remember those comments? Yeah. Like, Private jets were just flying in like crazy. That we nice. were sitting there, me and my buddies had a tailgate at Pratt Place that, that day, and it was just private jet, private jet, private jet flying in. And then, man, when that thing popped off that day, I mean, it was unbelievable. Um, that top ten matchup in at home, I mean, shoot. Yeah, that's tough that's to unbelievable. It does, yeah. That's good.
2: It, it goes down as one of the wildest moments, I think. I mean, it's hard to argue yeah. how wild it got. Yeah, I mean, it was really yeah, loud. It
0: was loud the whole game. I and mean, yeah, we we lost, but I was texting my buddies, like, who cares? Like, yeah. you win, you lose. But that was that first electric. I mean, Jarius Wright, crossing route, next play, Ronnie Wingo, blown coverage. I mean, unbelievable.
1: I was talking about the Omaha. Um, I was coming off my second knee surgery. And then I was on the phone with a buddy who couldn't see it. So I was telling him what's going on at pop fly. Like, this is it. I jumped up. This knee still can't move. I jumped up one leg. This is it. This, oh man.
0: Yeah. That was memorable for me. I I deleted all my uh, videos because I was there with me and my buddy and we were just like filming it. You deleted it? I deleted all my videos.
2: Yeah. Oh, why would you want to keep it? I don't want to keep that one. I like being
0: there. That was a good memory. The whole, um. Dropping. Yeah. We'll, we'll not talk about that. Yeah. No,
1: which not. I was, I was leading up to the drop. I didn't actually, yeah. Uh,
0: 90, 99, Tennessee. I remember that 98, Tennessee. I cried as a 12 year old. <laughs> um, let's see what else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, I was balling. My dad could barely console me after the Sterner stumble. Um, mm-hmm. and then he still see. catches heck from that. Too. Oh, <laughs> dude, he's a good guy though. Um, I'll tell you what, what else? Uh, I was just thinking, I was thinking of another, Oh, 2006 from USC on was pretty memorable, pretty memorable season, yeah. that whole season. I mean, just having McFadden and Felix there and I mean, Tennessee game day was unbelievable being at I mean, Even that SEC championship game was one of the most memorable moments of just like the first two times I'd gone. Cause was a my dad, my dad's awesome. And, uh, he, he, we used to take father-son trips all the time, but he would take us. We went, me and my dad and sister and brother, went to the SEC Championship game in 2002-ish or three ish whenever we played Georgia and just got boat raced by uh, David Green and, and that yeah. behemoth of a team. And then we were there in Florida with Florida, and that was 95, I guess, with Mondre Hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that when we got boat raced by Florida. <laughs> and so it was like the first time out of those three SEC West Championships we'd had where, like, we – we're competing we did, we did, we in a game, got and it was yeah. loud, and our fans were going nuts. I mean, when we we had the scoop and score with uh, God, what was that guy's name? Um, that's a Dylan. Dylan's oh. the history. No, that was right. that yeah. Uh, yeah. defensive end. Yeah. Remember, Drawing. remember, he scooped and scored off that shovel pass that messed up. <sighs> yeah, it was I'm awesome. Yeah, Two thousand six
1: scoop and score mess up for me. He's the Cowboys with uh, Ronnie Lett.
2: We ain't talking. <laughs> we ain't talking Cowboys. Yeah. Jeez. Right <laughs> Scoop and score. Sorry. <laughs> well, Jordan, we appreciate awesome. you coming yeah, on here, man. That's, yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for making yeah, time us for us Thank on you. your Sunday.
0: Yep. yep, enjoyed it. Yep, It'll be a all have fun. Enjoy editing all the bad stuff out of this one. Oh, this was great. <laughs> no, we're keeping every you carried bit over, this yeah. one for us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Real quick, uh, what's yeah, what's next for rights? I mean, rights barbecue? Yeah.
0: Man, we got a few things in store. We're 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 looking north. We're looking uh, up there a little bit. Um, but you know, right now we're just gonna keep trying to take care of Johnson and, you know, get this place in shape where it's, it's serving the customers better and got to fix a few things. And we, we fixed the floors back here. And so, yeah, we're just gonna, you know, keep rocking and Uh, try to make good decisions and make up for the bad decisions. I think you're doing good, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank
2: you. He's right there with me. Like. Running through a wall, yeah, <laughs> like I just that right? we got with Chad Morris just then, but uh, he gets me excited for some football as well.
1: That's awesome. His story too, the way he just grinded to mm-hmm. get to where he was. I mean,
2: traveling everywhere,
1: like he can do it, I can do it. He's going to do it better. Yeah. You know? So let's bring this good barbecued Northwest Arkansas. He's pretty inspiring. Just to people listening to this, like, well, he worked his ass off and got where he wanted to be. So you know that's. That's a good story just in and
2: of itself, not to mention all of his crazy back talk right making you know? a catering though that's essentially what we're wanting to do though I mean the idea of the podcast uh you know we're not cooking up great barbecue or anything but not he, all of us he found a passion in barbecue and he's also giving back to his school and being able to do that and that's kind like, of there's it. a little tweak of that it's like his grind we I, I feel like that was a good parallel with us.
1: Well, absolutely, resonate I mean, we're we're putting in work, man. Between work and this, we yeah. don't. We try not to consider this work. It has gotten a little bit more hectic lately, but that's a good thing because yep. it means we're growing and everything. But um, I've really appreciated his honesty on not wanting to grow, like getting. You asked him about getting in the stadium and everything. That was
2: and, a little tongue in cheek, but well, yeah. but
1: he was honest, so he's like, well, I mean, we probably could, but. You know that loses touch, like we talked about in our last episode. We're losing, or were losing touch with what we wanted to be when we started, and we went back to the basics. And he doesn't want to end up going that direction and losing who he is as a. It sounded like he
2: didn't. He didn't want the product to be affected because it's like it's hard to cook all that, which it does. I mean, the logistics of that. It's not like he's going to be able to have those big old smokers that he has at the Johnson location at Old W. He's got like what
1: four. I think huge so. propane tank looking things that he's <laughs> converted. He's and he's got a good spot there. He was talking about doing some remodels or whatever. I'm like, this is like a good down home feel. Like you don't yeah. need to redo the floors. If the floors are creaking you're at a good barbecue joint, right? <laughs> exactly. But like we said, we appreciate you coming on, Jordan, and uh hopefully get to talk to him again soon, you know. Yeah. And he said, uh, we're gonna win more games than we lose.
2: Yeah. He he, he was a little vague on that. Uh, we won't be as vague because I think we're gonna officially lay down the official JRD. I don't know how many times I can say official. <laughs> uh, season predictions, right? Right. So, uh, but before that, we should touch on the luncheon. We got to
1: meet the Hoggets yep. finally. I mean, we've been talking about doing that for a month now. Finally, got to meet them. I fanboyed out. He, yes you did i fanboyed out hard
2: not for the hog ads <laughs> not for the
1: hog ads y'all were cool it's
2: uh dude talk about it who did uh, i get to meet dylan you gotta meet uh, i hear he's associated with the cowboys
1: sort of sort of he's, he's jerry jones's son I. He even steven jones <laughs> oh man he walked in and um i was like oh my god dude that's First, it was so they got the front row parking. Did you notice that? Oh yeah, rolled up. People walking through and like, hold it, hold it. We got a car coming through here. I'm like, oh cool, that's Hunter Yerichek. And then out steps Stephen Jones. Holy crap, that's Stephen Jones. And um, you and uh JT were trying to get me to talk to him. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. And uh, I don't know what happened there at the end. We kind of cleared out and like, I'm going for it. And turns out who I was going for was Hunter Yerichek. Like, no that's not him never mind you're cool hunter but you got bigger fish to fry here and he just happened to be standing there by himself and uh you know I walked up to his wife because his back was to us and like hey I'm what did I, I'm, I'm not I'm trying real hard not to fanboy. Uh, I'm really
2: yeah I'm trying real hard yeah. not to fanboy and then he and he turns around <laughs> and
1: he turns around and like dude huge fan huge cowboys fan is it possible we can get a picture and he was so nice like he shook both of y'all's hands you know and but what was funny is you took the picture and then later on you told me like sorry the picture took so long but I pulled my phone up and I realized my hands were kinda of shaking a little bit too, like what the hell? Yeah. Don't but, uh, know.
2: Don't know where that came from, but yeah, it was brought brought the phone up and I was like, Calm down. <laughs> what what's going on here? I'm like, take your
1: time, I'm just you know, arm around freaking Stephen Jones, man, no big deal.
2: And you didn't ask him when we signed in Zeke.
1: Didn't ask him that.
2: Oh. Well, didn't ask him that. I don't care. Like
1: Move on. Dude, Zeke just needs to, I don't know what Zeke needs to do. We don't, we, we can, we can talk about that stuff too. cowboys. Dag turning down freaking 30 million because he wants 40 and all that crap. That's stupid. But anyway, got to meet Steven Jones. We got to be a part of that lunch and that was really cool. Shout out to John Q Hammonds. They, that they're flowing event. in and out pretty good. That was there. an event, man. Yeah.
2: Cheesecake was on point.
1: Dylan, two pieces. <laughs>
2: Cheesecake that you saw
1: that I saw <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that was I mean honestly when we sat down you said like hey I'm gonna take care of every one of these cheesecakes at the table
2: I don't play no games
1: you didn't you didn't you took care of it real yeah, quick
2: there, there's definitely family stories that hopefully stay family stories <laughs> with me and cheesecake so <laughs> but so and I said that before like as soon as we walked in there and I saw cheesecake on tables I was like oh it's on
1: it's happening. <laughs> But so we got to listen to Chuck Barrett talk, which I think we all three can agree we can do that all day, every day. Mm -hmm. Got to listen to uh, him question the players, which was a fun little back and forth they had mixed in with a little serious talk. Um, The thing that stood out, Hunter Yurczyk got up there, you know, he's excited. Chuck Barrett's up there. He's always excited. But you could almost literally feel it. When Morris walked up to the stage, he was sort of fidgety, sort of like he is. And he gets up there and just. You're like, How can these kids not want to play for right. this guy, you know? And it's, I mean, he's, he's got the fan base excited again, which is a good thing. So I enjoyed it. I hope we get to do that every year from here on, you know, foreseeable future. And
2: Well, I mean, when he got up there, didn't the very first thing you do kind of take a shot at Scooter? For what Scooter said. Scooter yeah. tried to do an impression yeah. of Chad Morris. I ain't, I ain't playing, I'm playing around, on, y'all. Man, I ain't playing around. <laughs> man, I ain't playing around or something along that line. That's the very first thing Chad Moore said.
1: For those of you listening, Scooter did a, uh, in (laughs) person, and Scooter's got a deep voice, too. Mm
2: -hmm. He he brought it up.
1: Yeah, and it was funny, but all around good time, and like I said, got to meet the Hogettes and get our cameo with them, so we're official now, right? I believe so. Yeah, so it was a good time, so. But, put it down.
2: Let's go right into it. Uh, Our... Two thousand nineteen. Dylan's gonna say official. One more time. One more time. Football season predictions. You you go first with this yeah, game ahead. at a time. Game at a
1: time. We All got right. the Portland Brewster State
2: King score over there. Yeah, Portland State. Gotta be a win. Gotta be a win. All right. Easy. That's two W's for both. You know, W for you, me and you. So, uh at Ole Miss. I think we're taking care of business there. Right, so this is where we we're gonna
1: We're gonna start getting a
2: little Yeah, we're gonna get a little weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say a a loss there just because of where it is time wise and it is at odds. See that's why I think it plays in our favor. You think it plays in our that, favor? That that
1: exact thing is why I think it plays in our favor. And I just wanna say before we get any deeper on paper, I have us going eight and four. Okay. On paper. But this is me coming out trying to be realistic as we go through here. Oh, so it
2: might change from that eight and four?
1: Like we're yeah. not gonna finish eight and four on this. Huh.
2: Okay, we'll see what happens here.
1: Next one, redemption game, Colorado State.
2: It's so sad that's a redemption game,
1: right? <laughs> that's a win, right? Yeah,
2: but we get them, we get them here, here. That's right. September. I would, 4th, I March. would say that changes everything, but just this team changes everything from last year,
1: right? Yeah, which so, was also.
2: Boris talked about that. As well. I mean, these, these non-cons right off the bat. I think we're all in the we're we're in the same boat. Yeah, right? should walk away. And Should that's where I'm at with it. Another W. Yep. So.
1: so San uh, San Jose State non-con W. Where are we going with A&M?
2: So this is where it gets real interesting. Because uh, me knowing you, I'm I think you're gonna think that loss streak is. Am I right there? You think that's gonna be? I lost? think it's
1: gonna be. Man, I don't know. Like I want to say we're winning this really bad, but. Much as I hate Fisher, he's not a bad coach. <laughs> he might not can get his players to do what he wants them to outside the
2: field, but he did stay out of jail. Coach. Yeah, and I think we dropped it. Okay, so that's your first loss, and uh, I think I've been on the record a few times already, saying multiple times that if Arkansas can win a trophy in the regular season, i.e., the Southwestern Classic, the Battle for the Boot. And then that one thing that they call a rivalry with Missouri. Mm-hmm. All of those involve a trophy of some sort. It starts off your streak right here. And this is where we get our first trophy of the year. Okay. And we break the losing streak with Texas A&M.
1: Obviously, if that happens,
2: I will be ecstatic. We're going to be here, right? Yeah.
1: were we uh, No. No, the plan's changed. Plan yeah. changed on that
2: one. Life so, and stuff. Life and stuff. That will be a next year deal. Next year, yeah. Yep. You know. So then we roll into a bye week. And shout out to my wife because that's actually on her birthday. So I'm probably actually be <laughs> able to do something there. Good job being born on a bye week. Right. <laughs> at least this year. This okay. Year, Kentucky. Then the travel to Lexington. I think we win. Okay. I will say a win as well. I feel like that's our best chance at a road. I think so. Maybe. Yeah.
1: So. Well, no. Hey, yeah, uh-huh. I know, uh-huh. I know, I know. All right, all right. Auburn. <clears throat> loss. Loss. Yeah. In Fayetteville, man. I know. By this point, you know, juices are going to be flowing, mid-season form. We take care of Auburn. We take care
2: of Auburn. Man, That's right. he sounded like me right now. <laughs> I thought I was the homer in this bunch. Where are we at right now? You got um, with one loss yeah, right now? One, I guess so. two- Three, four, five, six, six and one. We're six and one right now. For me, for you, right now, things change. Things change. So okay, Alabama. Maybe I'm, things change because we yeah, play yeah, Alabama yeah. at Alabama the next week. So that's a loss. That just let's be realistic. Yep, that's a loss. <laughs> I feel like why we can't we get, touch on that
1: too much. Here. Why don't we get Mississippi State as a home? Like the very next week, it's Western Kentucky. Like right? you couldn't <laughs> push that off. Uh, Mississippi State. So this is one that, like I said, on paper I think we could do, but there's sort of a
2: wild card over there right now.
1: You yeah. don't really know what. And we, we all,
2: I, I feel like history, we always play them a little weird. Anyway. Yeah.
1: yeah they, and the um, I can't think of the quarterback's name, but. He's going to be better. I think we've even talked about that on the show. But Better quarterback better than quarterback uh, running than back than, than Nick Fitzpatrick Fitzgerald. or Gerald or what was his name? Fitzgerald.
2: Fitzgerald, yeah. No.
1: But uh, I'm an I'm a L there. You're
2: an L there. I am as well.
1: Western Kentucky, non-con slates, pretty.
2: Hey, Ty story going to come juiced up. He will, and that'll be good to see him. we mm-hmm. will get a warm, a
1: welcoming ovation. I sure hope so.
2: Surely not. Surely it won't be anything bad. Yeah.
1: But, um. Obviously, I I think we'll – the only thing is, is, you know, it is that added wrinkle. He did see some of the playbook, obviously not much since it didn't get opened yeah, up. Yeah, supposedly
2: they didn't, you know, they didn't get past 30% of them. That's how good of a coach
1: year. Chad is. He knew we would play Ty Story next year. He so knew he Ty Story. So he it last season just he, so he wouldn't have He it.
2: knew Ty Story would transfer out. Yeah. Speaking but, of transferring, sorry, we'll go on a little side note. Okay. Uh, you were saying this earlier. And I, I can't believe
1: was, I had something in the hole that you haven't
2: seen, right? Yeah. So uh, I thought it was real interesting stat, and the fact that we lead with players in the transfer portal since in the SEC. Yeah, in the SEC uh, since 2018. So I guess since it was basically introduced. Right. So
1: this is from October 15th, of 2018. We lead the SEC in total players in the portal at 23. The lowest is Missouri two, which is surprising. You know, right. Yeah. Because they're not a you know, outstanding program by any means. But twenty three. So here's what's funny about it though. Is they broke it down in percentage of players that are elite. Okay. <laughs> and then they did total four and five stars and then they did total in the portal. So the percentage of elite players that we're losing is a whopping thirteen percent. Georgia leads it with seventy five percent. I believe Phil's is probably, you know, exaggerating that number a little bit.
2: Right. Yeah. So I mean, looking at the folks that transferred, I have a hard time considering them elite. We have we have a punter, like off the top of my head I know Blake Johnson in their portal. Obviously Cole Kelly did. Um so, but they're Jonathan Nance, like and here's the deal, like Missouri sent out the thing and they were talking about the guys that they got from other schools and it was, you know, Standout quarterback from Clemson, referring to Bryant. And it said standout wide receiver at Arkansas, Jonathan Nance. And I'm like, could have
1: been. Really? He could have been. But see, this is going off of four. So, Kelly's a four-star, right?
2: Oh, okay. So, they're going off of high school stuff.
1: Yeah, right. It doesn't even matter how long they've been there. Because Georgia leads at 75% of their players are elite, right? Losing a total of six, four, or five stars. But they only had eight transfer. Right. So. Those numbers are inflated a little bit. But I guess Nance, um, Kelly, and Story, all, all four stars, right?
2: Yeah, probably.
1: And we only had three, so. Fair enough, yeah, I guess. A little side, and like you said, side note, but it, is, it did kind of surprise me, especially that you haven't seen it.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, coming off of Western Kentucky, we go into another bye week, and then we face LSU at LSU. And we, we ain't taking care of that. We're taking care of that.
1: Did you LSU is gonna be tough.
2: This year. I know LSU gonna be tough.
1: I'm just uh, this is what that's I.
2: that's why I also said earlier that this is that uh what was it uh Kentucky was the best chance at a road SEC won this year was the best chance yeah was the best chance this is a little bit of me being me first this, off this is
1: a whole lot of you being you is what no. it is but they're they're gonna be tough man like that I'm almost more concerned for the SEC this year because of LSU than Alabama right. So, that's that is what it is. And then we got Missouri. I'm gonna. Um,
2: we gotta win that. We gotta win that. We gotta. Win that. Yeah. So is there's that, been there's been too much off-season stuff with them, and they've just gotten. I mean, it's weird to say lucky, but essentially they've gotten some good breaks, and we've gotten some bad breaks around that time. What was
1: it? It was Belhamas last year that we were leading
2: that for the. Game, right i'm pretty sure any game played them <laughs> with Bielma. we were we leading, were leading and, like, and then we just that's a very good so. point
1: but that one was that one was probably the worst like i think well it was last year or year before that we actually had a good thing going we were riding a lot of momentum and then just
2: i mean the so Bielma's last year that was a home game and uh, you well, know, that wasn't he, it. they were basically sitting there with his walking papers, remember? Yeah, as that was soon weird. as they lost yeah. to Missouri, that was the thing. Uh, oh, it was the
1: year before, though, because it was at Missouri that I'm thinking of yeah. that we were, I think we were about a good touchdown or two.
2: No, I mean, we, we definitely had a chance in his last year as well. We, were, we, we were came back. Time. I remember,
1: uh, like you said, though, I mean, he probably already signed some kind of. Exit paper or even went out no, there. No, he, the he had an idea. I yeah. mean, come on now. Every, I mean, no one thought that it would
2: happen then. But anyway, we weren't even out of the parking lot after that game when they were. You know, that was coming across the radio. That that took over the postseason or the post game show. Was that's that's there. You know, because they usually have the interview with Brett, but obviously that's in the yeah, past. Yeah, that's, that's nothing. We're on but. Chad Morris, and the official tally is like you know we finish on W and. Bowl eligibility for both of us, I believe. And eight and four and where are you at with it? I think it? I'm seven and five, i right? I'm five. So I'm I'm happy with that's that. That's a good year. And uh definitely my eight and four is probably before the luncheon. I probably wouldn't be at eight and four, honestly. Really? That, that's like, Chad that's Morris. Yeah. That good?
1: Well the the thing I mean, that was it. said by Barrett, Yurchek, and Morris. All three of them different talking points within the lunch and said this is a different team sitting here today than it was a year ago. Absolutely, and they kept driving that point home. The kids we had, we had players set at the tables. You know, they went around, shook everybody's hands, introduced themselves, like you know, mature kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the feeling when the band played and then walking in and stuff. I mean, it's it feels different. I'm just trying really hard to like, calm down. This isn't a uh, you know playoff contending team or nothing, but
2: I really think good things are happening
1: up there on the hill.
2: right, Well, there you have it. That is the JRD Hogcast season predictions. And next episode we're gonna have our first pick 'ems. I'm pretty excited about that. We've got some Thursday night games, or at least one Thursday night game that I already have kind of circled. Oh yeah. That we're gonna pick. And then uh, we'll go ahead and get the Saturday stuff in so that, you know, we'll go off of the spreads at the time, and we'll mention those spreads when we're picking them. Just yep. so folks understand that it's not when it closes, it's when we do the
1: picks. Which you typically get on Tuesday-ish, Wednesday-ish.
2: Yeah. So, so a lot of the
1: spreads that we go off of do decline closer to game time. But yeah, stuff changes. just asterisk, spread as we pick them at that time.
2: Hello. This is JRD Hawkcast. Again, we appreciate everyone uh, listening. Rate, subscribe. You can hit us up on Twitter at JRD Hawkcast. I am Dylan Lee. Jordan Russell. Producer Luke Griggs. Appreciate it. Until next time, Woo Pig Suic.